Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. And welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm David Brody. It's Friday, April 30th, 2021. We begin today with a Mitch McConnell sighting. Mitch McConnell sighting. The Senate Minority Leader, uh, along with more than 30 senators, sent a letter to the Biden administration's Education Department saying, stop the madness when it comes to efforts to promote this 1619 project in our schools. Now, look, the 1619 project makes the case that essentially uh, the American Revolution was fought to secure slavery in America. This is truly unreal. Joe Biden loves to talk about unity, and yet at every turn he plays the race card. The 1619 Project pushing critical race theory at all governmental levels, saying that America suffers from systemic racism, saying that the GOP is pushing new Jim Crow laws. I can keep going. Look, folks, as he would say, look, folks, Biden loves to claim the moral high ground, but it's all a bunch of hooey. That's right. I said the word hooey. First of all, he supports partial birth abortion. As a Catholic, no less, by the way. His rhetoric on immigration might sound compassionate, but at what cost? Children being raped by coyotes on the long trek to the United States. And his rhetoric has literally led people to actually breaking U.S. immigration law. On the economy, $6 trillion in proposed spending. It'll spiral this nation further into debt. And what about lying? Oh, right, lying. I'm not even talking about being caught in plagiarism scandals from decades ago. We'll let that go, Joe. What about right now? He promised unity, but he's done the exact opposite. Actually, he's done it very aggressively. There is so much more as, as well. So how is any of this moral? What Biden is doing actually is immoral. But he has a liberal media tucked in his hip pocket that thinks he's a modern-day Mother Teresa. The liberal media has it all wrong, but the Bible has it right. And the Bible says this, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And that's where we are in America today. Also today, Joe Biden's big ratings flop. His joint address to Congress garnered just 26 million viewers. That's way down from President Trump's 47 million. Clearly, Americans have decided they want to watch paint dry uh, rather than watch Biden address the country. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates hitting the road, Thelma Louise, just kidding, as part of a new anti-rhino tour. They're calling it the America First Tour. They're setting out uh, to basically out Republicans, those rhinos, Republicans in name only, and they want to jettison them out of the GOP. Basically, they're going full on MAGA. And sort of MAGA-related, former VP Mike Pence gave his first speech since leaving office. He's sticking close to Trump. But is Trump sticking close to him? We're going to explore that later this hour. But first, I want to dive into some of the president's uh, radical agenda. Of course, we would need months to go through every single item. But let's at least begin the dissection by bringing in Noah Weinrich, Press Secretary for Heritage Action. Noah, thanks for being here, sir. Hey, David. Thank you for having me. 
Well, look, uh, regarding, first of all, the 1619 project promoted by the Department of Education, it's not shocking that this comes straight from the pit of the New York Times. T tell us more about what they're doing here. Yeah, that's right. For those of you who haven't been following it, the 1619 project was started by uh, journalists at the New York Times, not historians, mm -hmm. uh, and is essentially dedicated to reshaping our understanding of the founding. Instead of placing it in 1776, when the nation was actually founded, they seek to root it in 1619, when they say the first slaves were brought to America. Uh, and essentially they are saying that America is defined by slavery, defined by racism, and that our actual founding is in slavery. Not in liberty, not in the declaration, but in slavery. Uh, and they say that the American Revolution was fought to preserve slavery. Now, numerous historians have come out and said this is wrong. From both sides of the aisle, they have said this is historically, factually inaccurate. Of course, slavery was um, unfortunately a large part of the country, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the reason for the revolution. The revolution had to do with liberty. It was the opposite of slavery. Uh, and so now they are trying to put this into our schools across the nation. Uh, the Department of Education, led by Miguel Cardona, is trying to use the 1619 project, not academic, which has been discredited by historians, and put it in schools nationwide, and basically indoctrinate our children with this provably false narrative. Yeah, it's a progressive power play. Uh, he, Biden's been doing this since day one. He, he campaigned as a unity center-left guy, and instead we're getting uh, President AOC, uh, if you will. That's basically what we're getting here. So, so what, what is your take on the Biden State of the Union in terms of some of the most alarming stuff he said in that speech? What, what should Americans be very concerned about? I mean, there's so much, but what stood out to you, Noah? Yeah, unfortunately, the 1619 news is is not the most uh, alarming news this week. The most alarming was if you watched Biden's speech on uh, Wednesday, it's what Ted Cruz called radical but boring. You know, it was uh, not exactly the most exciting, but if you paid attention, ideas contained in there were extremely radical. Since day one, Biden has been preaching division. You know, he promised unity, but everything he's said um, should please Bernie Sanders and AOC, not the moderates, um, certainly not the right. You know, his immigration agenda is the most radical we have ever seen, uh, far more radical than even Obama, which is probably a shocker to some. Um, on spending, you know, we've already passed trillions of dollars of new spending under Biden. It's only been 100 days. He has several more multi-trillion dollar bills on the docket. And these are not plans Americans support. These aren't plans that even um, you know, the middle of America supports or even large portions of his base. This is only the far left woke caucus. This is the squad that supports this, not middle America, not even ordinary members of the Democratic Party. It's certainly not uniting the country. Yeah, and so then it makes you wonder how much they've overplayed their hand here, Noah. And there was an article in The Atlantic today actually written uh, by a pretty progressive uh, author. Uh, and this is the, the headline, Can Democrats Avoid a Wipeout in 2022? It's written by Ron Brownstein, uh, not a conservative, a liberal, who goes on to talk about in that article how uh, Democrats seem to really be basically going for the whole enchilada here. And of course, Ron Brownstein agrees with all of it on paper, but is concerned that it's going to wipe them out in 2022. And uh, I have a feeling this feels like a Titanic situation uh, for uh, Democrats, kind of like iceberg right ahead. I think that's right. And I think the clearest example 
historical example is uh, 2008 and 2010. Barack Obama came in. Um, he had actually far more seats. They had 60 seats in the Senate. And then 2010, there was that massive Tea Party wave in backlash to Obamacare and the other radical policies that Obama pushed. He overplayed his hand and he got burned for it. And now Biden looks like he's on the same track. Uh, and he already has much narrower margins. He's only up, by, the Democrats are only up by five or so votes in the House. Now with redistricting, uh, that's going to be even smaller. And what we've seen from Heritage Action polling and others on issues like immigration, uh, voters know in swing states that there are there is a crisis at the border. And they also know that Biden's policies are to blame a wide majority of voters. So if they stay on this track, they are going to get wiped out in 2022. No, I think, though, the key is that conservatives and the, the Republicans writ large have to also stay on track with messaging, because I got to tell you, the Democrats do a good job of two things. One, they stay together. They stick together for sure. And they're, and they're also pretty good at messaging. I mean, you know, Biden is basically saying, yeah, we're going to spend six trillion dollars or two trillion on this American families plan. But he kept talking about jobs, jobs, jobs. And yeah, they're going to make a they're, they're, they're going to spend a lot of money, but he's making it kind of like this build American blue collar job program and and they're pretty good at hammering that home of course they have a liberal media as well that helps them do their dirty work yeah that's right it helps to have um, you know the mainstream media on your side but I think you're right I think conservatives keep need to keep pointing out uh, the myths that Biden is spreading uh, they need to keep pointing out that his agenda is going to kill jobs not add them you know look if you look at the Green New Deal and the climate plans they're pushing that's just going to annihilate jobs. We already saw that with the Keystone Pipeline earlier this year, and that's what's going to keep happening in the next two years and beyond. But you're right, conservatives need to keep pointing this out, uh, keep calling them on it. You know, if, if people believe that Biden is delivering them jobs, the Democrats may do well, uh, but the fact is they are not, and we need to keep pointing that out. Noah Weinrich with Heritage Action. Really appreciate you coming on. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Noah. Great insight. Thanks for having me, David. All right. Uh, and the subliminal or not too subliminal uh, Ronald Reagan there in the background, which don't think we didn't notice. We noticed everything here, including the good lighting uh, that is on me. Trust me, I've asked for this lighting at home uh, on the weekend, especially on date night with my wife. Uh, at this point, I have not heard from the network whether or not I'm going to be able to get this lighting uh, with me, but that is a separate issue. Hey, by the way, uh, on 2022, uh, Kevin McCarthy was on our program, what was it, a week or two ago, uh, and said on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 out of 10 is the chances of Republicans taking back the House in 2022. Uh, Nathan Gonzalez, the editor of Inside Elections, not a Republican, not a Democrat, kind of a down-the-middle guy, also said it would be a huge disappointment if Republicans didn't take back the majority in 2022. So everything is all set for them to do it historically. And then Biden and AOC and her Green New Deal and all of this liberal mumbo-jumbo utopia stuff is all playing into Republican hands. It's there for the taking. Can Republicans actually take it and run with it in 2022? We're back in a month. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. Uh, if you're a conservative, you probably have six trillion reasons why this administration has messed things up royally, as they like to say. I don't know where they like to say that in New York. Anyhow, uh, here's a headline uh, for you. Uh, U.S. economy soared in the first quarter, growing at a 6.4 percent rate. I want to talk about that and also the six trillion reasons potentially why things have gone haywire. I'm talking about the money. Six trillion dollars in 100 days. Are you kidding me? I'm running out of breath. Dave Bratt uh, joining me now, uh, dean of the School of Business down at Liberty University. Go Flames, Dave Bratt. Go Flames. Go Liberty. (laughs) Thank you, David. You're not even subliminally wearing the Flames logo. It's right there front and center, by the way. Right there. That's right. All right, here, here, here's something else that's front and center. A lot of spending uh, by this uh, tax. I mean, it, if yeah. I had to have a font of tax and spend, I would put this in 24 <clears throat> bold, 24 times New Roman bold. That, that's my font for buy. What's your take on what we heard on the State of the Union? Yeah, well, it, it's kind of funny. I got a blurb from an economist buddy of mine who sends out, you know, the daily blurb. And then he says, you know, 6.4%. And then the last uh, economic recovery took longer. And I took issue with that. I said, I said, you know, if your rich uncle gives you $5 trillion, your personal income certainly goes up. And 70% of our economy is consumption. Uh, But this really is scary times, if you think about what I just said, right? Has there been an economic recovery when you go into debt to pay your current bills and to stimulate consumption, which is ordinarily 70% of the economy? Has there been a real economic recovery? Mm -hmm. Uh, I just got together at our our, our first in-person event in Lynchburg with a lot of small business people. And if you ask them, you know, how's the economic recovery? They're, they're going to be going, uh, great, uh, we're open. Uh, prior, we were closed. Uh, but but th- they wouldn't be ecstatic about, you know, some 10% growth rates or whatever. And so uh, it is true uh, that every, every indicator is straight up right now. Every graph you look at is straight up. But that's like you said, that's what $7 trillion in monetary stimulus, $6 trillion in fiscal stimulus. And so uh, it, it's not my view that this is an economic recovery. The economy is not recovering. Uh, they're just papering it over uh, with debt. That, that's an interesting distinction because obviously the, uh, the economic numbers are going to soar when, when, hello, newsflash, businesses sure. reopen because of COVID. I mean, any right. president that was sitting in that office would be the, the beneficiary of that. Uh, so, but, right. but there's a difference between that and what you're saying, which is, in essence, an artificial kind of a, you know, stimulating c- consumption is like an artificial way of, of measuring yeah. stuff, right? Right, right. And so <clears throat> if you look at what causes, you know, if you want to do science, I did, I did my PhD in economic yeah. growth. Do, go ahead. Go ahead. Do science. Yeah. Well, I no, want to no follow the science. I want to follow the science. Go ahead. Yeah. And so three things. Three things cause economic growth. This is, uh, you know, uh, Nobel Prize winning Robert Solo paper way back when, mm-hmm. capital, uh, human capital technology. And uh, so, you know, if you look, is there broad-based uh, economic resilience uh, in our high schools with human capital? Are, are, are all of our colleges, they're studying woke studies right now. They're not studying science and engineering like the Chinese and Indians who are cleaning our clocks. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Our six biggest tech firms in this country, our six firms have market cap are bigger than all the European markets combined. Wow. Right? I mean, you got to take that in from it. Our six firms, our six tech firms, right? So that, that's not broad-based economic growth. Those are the titans. They're all on the left. Uh, they're all paying off Biden. So Biden doesn't come after them and, and break them up into smaller firms, which is what you should do if you read an economics textbook. Uh, you first have to have the right institutions and trust busting and uh, no monopolies to have a, a real economy functioning. And so it's just it's just all related. Uh, the science is not there. We're, we're not investing in our people. We're not investing in capital. Uh, it's it's just a sugar high of consumption in the short run. And boy, are we going to pay the price? And, and it's not funny. I kind of make light of this stuff mm -hmm. because it, it, it's a joke. Uh, but it, the, the results are not going to be funny for you and your family. Well, Dave, you mentioned the word investment. It's interesting you mentioned that yeah. word because I counted the number of times that Joe Biden actually said the word invest or investment. Fifteen, right. one, five times in his State of the Union. Yep. He said the word freedom one time. Yep. One time yep. for freedom, 15 times for investment. That's all you really need to know. Yeah. Well, and, and they're very good at the rhetoric uh, they've taken over the culture. Uh, conservatives, our leadership doesn't even know what messaging is. Mm. And so mm. they, they have the foresight and, and the skill to mention investment. And it, it's just a nonsense term, right? The, the green investment thing, uh, if you go look into that, right, if it, that is an elitist venture started by Al Gore uh, to create a whole new sector, which he's done. And the, 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 the most important uh, factor related to that new sector is you have to go through the government and through lobbyists and through the swamp in order to be part of this big green uh, new deal. And now the Chinese are pushing the electric cars and this kind of thing. It's just, it's just insane what we're doing as a country right now. Yeah, and by the way, that free, uh, or excuse me, the, the word investment, there was another word too. It was used once, but it's basically the same thing. They, they use the word free, as in free community yeah. college. What are we supposed right. to make of free community college? Every, oh, everybody, come on down. It's like Oprah. You get a car. You go to college. You do that. Yeah. I mean, what, what's going on here with the free community college? Yeah, well, it, it's all, you know, that's the irony of ironies, right? They're giving free education to the young people who they're also putting the debt bomb on. And mm -hmm. the debt bomb is a lot bigger than the free product you're going to get, right? They're going to give you a couple thousand dollars of free stuff. And then a per capita debt bomb, I think probably about 50,000 or more right now per person mm -hmm. and all piled on the next generation. And the young generation hasn't been taught business or economics properly, so they don't understand uh, what the government's doing to them. And uh, the, the government is certainly not uh, investing in the technical skills. Uh, right now at Liberty, uh, if, if you're a student in cyber, IT, information technology, you go out here immediately, boom. Yeah. Right? And I, I always, as a joke, I ask the kids, right? I said, well, if God tells you to go to Africa to feed the poor or yeah. soup kitchen, will you do that? Will you will you take a tougher IT course? And I then they get the joke, right? right. It's like you, it's just crucial. We get our kids yep. into these high performing areas right now. Dave Bratt, really appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. Happy uh, Friday. Thanks, Have a great weekend, sir. Great stuff, uh, Dave Bratt. By the way, what he's talking about is immorality, uh, specific economic immorality. Back in a moment.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Senator Tim Scott, Republican, South Carolina, African-American Republican, and boy, oh boy, did he impress on Wednesday night in the rebuttal to Joe Biden's uh, joint address to Congress. Everybody's still talking about it. Uh, has he put positioned himself for a potential VP slot? Who knows? Is he ever going to maybe potentially run for president? Uh, some, some serious, serious uh, uh, accolades uh, that came his way. Here's a little bit of his uh, rebuttal speech from Wednesday night. Have a look. We just heard President Biden's first address to Congress. Our president seems like a good man. His speech was full of good words, but President Biden promised you a specific kind of leadership. He promised to unite a nation, to lower the temperature, to govern for all Americans, no matter how we voted. This was the pitch. You just heard it again. But our nation is starving for more than empty platitudes. We need policies and progress that brings us closer together. But three months in, the actions of the president and his party are pulling us further and further apart. You know, when I saw Tim Scott uh, speak on Wednesday night, I, it, it hearkened me back, if you will, to 2010. I interviewed Tim Scott, gosh, what is it now, uh, over 10 years ago, down in South Carolina when he was first running for Congress. He was a Tea Party conservative back then, uh, working for the Christian Broadcasting Network. He wasn't. <laughs> I was. Uh, and I went down to South Carolina and interviewed him. And I want to bring you that report, believe it or not, from 2010. That's 11 years ago. So, look, when you see the way I'm dressed, don't judge me, okay? But anyhow, here's that piece. Well, good evening. If you're looking for Tim Scott, you can find him at monthly Tea Party meetings. Obamacare. Get rid of it. Period. Scott, as he is quick to point out, is a Republican who happens to be black. But more than anything, he's a true blue conservative who loves to talk discipline, fiscal, and otherwise. My mother was a disciplinarian. She taught me that love comes at the end of a switch. And she was so in love with me, she used it consistently. <laughs> she was teaching me something that America needs to know today in desperate ways, that discipline is a major key to the breakthrough. That discipline, according to Scott, starts with reducing the deficit and limiting the role of government. Should a, a government bureaucrat make the decisions on health care or should the health care provider make the decision on health care? Scott's message is resonating well in this heavily Republican district, which stretches hundreds of miles from Charleston to Myrtle Beach. That also means lots of time in the car. This is our campaign office, without any question. But all that driving seems to be paying off. Polls show Scott way ahead of his opponents, even though some think they can still win. I understand he is the favorite candidate, but his, his hold on, on, the, the, on the race is getting smaller and smaller. Tim Scott's life story does not start out very well. He grew up in poverty here in Charleston, South Carolina. He was raised by a single mom who worked 16 hours a day. In ninth grade, he failed four subjects and almost flunked out of high school. But then 
he walked into a Chick-fil-A restaurant and his life changed forever. As a 14-year-old working part-time at the movie theater, Scott would regularly stop in at the Chick-fil-A next door. I'm always buying french fries over there at Chick-fil-A because I couldn't afford the Chick-fil-A sandwich. There, he met John Moniz, a born-again Christian who took an interest in young Tim. John started teaching me the basic principles of conservatism and capitalism, which was amazing because he did it in a spiritual perspective. I mean, he led with love. Those Chick-fil-A conversations led to better grades and a sense of purpose. The Christian witnessing continued with Tim's friend, Roger. I would always ask Roger, no matter what day it was, he was happy. I was like, Roger, why are you happy? And Roger's like, Jesus is Lord. And I'm like, well, got it, but what else? Tim found the answer to that question a few years later at a Fellowship of Christian Athletes meeting where he made the personal decision to give his life to Jesus Christ. I just dove into the scriptures and started memorizing different scriptures and started becoming, as much as possible, a part of the scripture. I, mean, I wanted it to be grafted in my heart. He not only grafted it into his heart, but into his public policy too. According to the book of Proverbs, if you don't eat, if you don't work, you don't eat. It doesn't say if you cannot work, that's a different conversation. Ethic reform, according to the book of James, is at a higher level for leaders. And I think it should be. 15 years ago, as a city councilman, Scott tried to put a Ten Commandments plaque outside the council offices, but a circuit court judge stopped that plan. It was really giving God an opportunity to be seen and to be heard in the public forum based on the history of our country. The history of this country also carries the stain of racism. While the media plays up allegations of racism within the Tea Party movement, Tim Scott says he hasn't seen it. I have not yet to find the first racist comment or the first person who approaches me from a racist perspective. Tea Party members agree. Frankly, I don't care if he's black or white. What I care about is how does he vote. Scott is supported by the newly formed South Carolina Black Conservative Movement. They believe black conservatives need to speak with a loud voice. There's not going to be any opportunity for anybody in this country, black, white, whatever, if we don't get America moving. And we're not going to get it moving by the government taking more and more control. We need to get out of government's control, out of government's hands, and back in God's hands. I'm not going to be the black Republican. I'm going to be a Republican who happens to be black who will talk about issues that are that I'm passionate about. Scott knows that if he makes it to Washington, his constituents will want him to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And I want you to do what you said you're going to do for us, because we will be watching. And Scott knows that God is watching, too. There is nothing special about Tim Scott. I'm an ordinary guy serving an extraordinary God, and that makes the difference. And Tim Scott here on the Brody File. By the way, Scott is one of 14 black Republicans running for a House seat this November. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> let me just say, uh, we got that part on at the end. Sorry, that was me circa 2010. I want to apologize for you having to look at that visual. Uh, but beyond that, uh, now <laughs> I've got lighting and makeup, and so everything's much better. Um, look, Tim Scott, 56 years old. Uh, he's been called an up-and-coming rising star in the GOP for many years. He's been a senator for a while. Uh, but this has kind of shot him up to a new echelon, uh, and we'll see where it takes him. Uh, you know, at the time, and I've got this right here, and I just want to make sure I've got this correct, but it is true. He was, 
He's actually the first uh, African-American senator to be elected uh, since Reconstruction, that, of course, about 1881 or so. So very impressive uh, when it comes to Tim Scott. And like I said, he, he wears his faith on his sleeve. You saw it uh, there in the profile piece I did with him two back in 2010. And then, of course, you saw that on display big time. Uh, in his rebuttal, I mean, it was kind of like, in a way, you were going to church there at the Andy. <laughs> I got to talk about God. I got to talk about Jesus. Uh, anyhow. All right. Uh, when we come back, we've got a lot more water cooler, including Camille Weed coming up. Blogger called the blonde politician. Back in a moment. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, love that our next guest uh, will be joining us just momentarily. Don't worry. Uh, her name is Camille Weed. Uh, she is the blonde politician. You have to check it out. Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. I'm sure she'll tell you about all that uh, in a moment. Uh, but she put out this video the other day. She loves to kind of poke fun at cancel culture and Biden and the liberals and all that stuff. This was her little uh, take, if you will, on uh, the Oscars the other night. Have a look. You will not believe what I'm going to show you. It's kind of not surprising, you tell me. Welcome to the 2021 Oscars. Uh, what did he say? I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time understanding. No worries, there's subtitles. I have no idea what this guy is saying, but we deeply respect the Communist Republic of China. I'm just gonna give you a little rundown. To be honest, Ricky Gervais was really missed. No one called out any of the Hollywood politics. Because they are black or white. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. I would hope that we would refuse hate. But there was one glimmer of hope. And the protesters in Hong Kong are not forgotten. I mean, that's why we do this. That's why we make these films. That's more than what TikTok will do for Hong Kong. They don't even exist. But then, of course, they decided to talk about... Anyhow, it, it goes on for a little while, and it's wonderful stuff. We want to bring in uh, Camille Weed. Now, Camille, do I have your name right? I mean, Camille Weed, Camille Castillo. What, what is your name, Camille? Camille Weed. Gotcha. Perfect. The, Got blonde, the blonde politician joining us now. Camille, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, David. Well, talk to me about these videos because, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. What's kind of, uh, well, take us through that one at least. You had to poke some fun at the Oscars. They're always a good one to poke fun at for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's no um, secret that, you know, China has a big hand in Hollywood today. I mean, if you go on Google, Google will tell you if you type in who funds Hollywood that China, China comes up and they say that U.S. blockbusters um, are successful if they also are successful in China. So films have to be appeasing to, you know, two different worlds. It's interesting in order to be successful today. 
Yeah, for sure. So, so who else do you like to target? I mean, I've seen a lot of your videos, but I want you to explain to our audience of, of like kind of what goes through your mind in terms of how you kind of come up with these videos and uh, satire sketches, if you will. What's wh who's in your target frame, if you will? Well, you know, David, I went to Regent Law School, so nice. um, yeah, for a year, and I'll never forget my first class. The professor called on someone. He held an apple in his hand, and he said what am I holding in my hand if we were to make hypothetical laws? And so um, to describe this as an apple, the student said, it's red, it has a circular shape, and it has a stem. Then he pulls out a tomato with a stem and he says, what am I holding in my hand? And the student said, tomato. And he said, according to our laws, this is an apple. So I try to find the humor. I, I read a lot of news. I see a lot of news stories. And I just think that I'm looking at a world with apples and tomatoes that people are trying to say something is one thing when it's not. Um, so I find my inspiration as a conservative through seeing news stories that are twisted or um, voices that aren't being heard, perspectives that aren't being heard. So that's where I guess the, the drive comes in and the the inspiration. I love it. Being guided by apples and tomatoes, for sure. Uh, all right. Speaking of tomatoes, I'm sure a lot of conservatives want to throw tomatoes on the stage when they hear Biden uh, speak, especially at that uh, State of the Union that wasn't a State of the Union, but sure looked like a State of the Union. Uh, what, what was your take on uh, Biden's State of the Union, or at least some of what we've seen so far in these first hundred days from Biden? And, and how have you kind of gone about trying to poke some fun at what he's been doing or not doing, actually, he's been doing a lot, especially from a liberal perspective. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to cram in so much craziness within, you know, these next couple of years. Um, their agenda is just insane. But I was really bored listening to it. To be <laughs> I thought, you know, it's no wonder that this got just a little more views than the Oscars. People aren't fooled by this rhetoric in this um, political theater. It's boring. It's just talk, no action, nothing that's really helping um, so yeah, it's kind of a for sure. You're down there in, in, in the Florida area. What, what is Florida like as it relates to, uh, you know, COVID compared to everywhere else in the country? I know things are, are, you know, are opening up, but Florida is just a whole different deal. It's like, I mean, I hear the real estate market, by the way, is booming down there. I mean, Florida, you guys aren't playing around in Florida. It's just like, come on down. Oh no, absolutely. There's a mass exodus to Florida. Everybody is coming here and it is so much fun. Um, we are very free. Uh, the whole idea of wearing masks everywhere you go was impossible with the Florida heat in the first place. So these just these insane ideas and craziness that comes into play does not ever happen in Florida. We just try to make our own rules and try to be safe in our own way because we know that this heat is not a joke. And yeah. so it's, it's a great place to be, though. I tell everyone, move to Florida. Uh, tell us more uh, for, for people who want to get more information. I want you to give your handles as it relates to uh, Instagram and all that stuff about the blonde politician. But tell us the genesis of the blonde politician. Why did you I mean, yeah, you're blonde, but you're not a politician. So what was kind of the thinking behind creating uh, this brand, this blonde politician? What were you trying to accomplish there? You know, I love politics. I grew up outside of D.C and um with my family very involved in politics and so it was kind of something that was already around me so much and so with the blondness i just thought maybe it'll bring some more individuality and perspective but you know someone i don't align with in any way politically 
but um, that I've seen a lot. Chevy Chase once said that humor is making a judgment. And so humor is very effective. So blonde politician, it's trying to add humor to what we already know and see. And I would add on to that humor is challenging someone's judgment. And it's a great way to push your ideas through and to express yourself. And so that's kind of where politics and blonde and all of this came into play. Well, that's great. If you want to learn something uh, and you want to be entertained along the way, you can go to the blonde politician. Where can people find you on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff? On uh, Instagram, Blonde Politician, on uh, YouTube, Camille Weed, Parlor, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Blonde Politician, but everywhere else, Camille Weed. Sounds Thank good. You. All right. Are you on Rumble too, by the way? You're on Rumble, right? All right. You broke up, but I think you're on Rumble. I'm going to go with, yes, yeah, she's on Rumble. Uh, but <laughs> Camille Weed, we appreciate you uh, being here on a Friday. Uh, on the water cooler. All right, and we'll definitely have to have her back. Check her, check, check the, all of the ensemble out there, especially uh, Instagram, YouTube. You gotta check that out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Time for the last sip. This is a Mike Pence last sip. All right, I know. I know there are viewers of this show, trust me, I get the emails, that are not big fans of Mike Pence because of January 6th and what he didn't do in terms of the whole thing, send it back to the legislature. I got it. I got it. I read the emails. Here's the thing. He's back, uh, first of all. I want to play a little bit of this. He was at the Palmetto Family Council. This is a basically a pro-family uh, conservative group down in South Carolina with his first big speech here. It's just a small snippet of it. You know, you know again, again, your senator said last night, our best future won't come from Washington schemes or socialist dreams. Well, it sounds like Mike Pence uh, is pretty much uh, standard fare. And as a matter of fact, that whole speech was relative standard fare, talking and touting the Trump administration accomplishments, sticking very close uh, to Donald Trump the whole time. He didn't get into January 6th. He didn't get into any of that, uh, nor did I expect him to. Now, I know we, we've talked about it here before. We may have a slight disagreement on this. Uh, by the way, before I get into some of the analysis, so let's put, we'll go ahead and put up, if we can, the uh, email, uh, thewatercooler at justthenews.com, thewatercooler at justthenews.com. Uh, there it is. Go ahead and send me your emails. Uh, you can send me about Mike Pence, but, but really what I want to talk about is 2024, moving ahead. Who's your dream ticket? That's what I want to know. Uh, Mike Pence thinks he's going to be on some sort of dream ticket. Clearly, it looks like he's going to probably run. I would think he, he thinks he, he would like to run for sure. I know a lot of people are going to say, forget it. He's got no chance ever since January 6th. I get that, folks. But who's on your card? Who's on the 2024 GOP bingo card uh, for you? Uh, that's what I want to know. The water cooler at justthenews.com. Here, I'll give you a head start. Uh, well, obviously, Pence uh, will be on the card, if you will. And remember, these are all different people. Put them all over your card. B-I-N-G-O. You got Pence. You got uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley, Christy Nome. Oh, sorry, did I bury the lead? Donald Trump. Uh, and I can go on Tim Scott. 
What about Tim Scott? Who else am I? Uh, Bernie Madoff? Just kidding. That's just a joke. Uh, anyhow, you get the idea. Uh, I, I'm going. There are certain folks uh, in the GOP that I don't think will be on the ticket. You can Google that. Uh, but I do believe that you've got a long list of folks that are going to be on your bingo card. So who, who are the ones that you want to see in 2024? I want your 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 POTUS and your V POTUS. <laughs> is it really called it? Is it called a V POTUS? Anyhow. Back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, normally, at the end of the show, we have our uh, water cooler regular, Anna Perez. She's not here. Joe Weber, he's not here. It's just me. Me, you, and the camera. You know what? Kind of like it that way. More time for me. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, nothing, actually, this, there's no transition there. Uh, let, <laughs> can, can we pl let's play this. This this made me laugh. This is a kicker. This is Joe Biden trying <laughs> trying to find his mask. Looking for my mask. I'm in trouble. I'm so glad I finally found you. That's that one. Bit of milk. I'm looking for my mask. I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Joe. So, Joe, here's the thing you're not in trouble. Let me explain why. Because you've been vaccinated and your own CDC says you don't need to wear a mask outdoors. You're fine, Joe. You're not in trouble. This thing, I'm sorry, I'm screaming. Apologize to you folks over there. This thing is all theater. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Are you kidding? I like how Joe Biden is like, well, maybe it's on the floor. No, it's not there. Uh, maybe it's over. Maybe it's in your. Re no, it's not there. And I love how everybody else is like, "Hey, good to see you, crowd, virtual. Hey, four people and a and a Toyota Corolla. Hey, hey." And Joe Biden's like, "I'm just trying to find my mask." Which, by the way, just to confirm, you don't need your mask because let's all say it together. Fauci says that you don't need your mask outdoor. The, the whole thing's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 just angry. No, I'm not. I'm actually. I, I'm not. Do I look angry? <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. All right, that was a great show, uh, by the way. Uh, the whole show was great uh, because we compliment ourselves here. Uh, coming Monday, uh, we'll be back. Uh, Rick Klein from ABC News will be here, and I'm going to be honest with you. We are transparent on the show. We don't know who else is on this show on Monday, but guess what? How many great newsmakers have we had on the show? We've had Kevin McCarthy. Oh, are we, we have to go. I can't list them all. Have a great weekend. <laughs>